welcome to the Reclamation Project Podcast. We're so glad that you're here, that you're listening, and hopefully that you are a part of the conversation. Today, we're kind of piggybacking off of our, our podcast last week about fear. And we talked about fear and how to drive it out and how to really dispel the, 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 the concept of fear in our lives and how to grow instead of become stagnant because of fear. And so if you haven't listened to that one, please go back, listen to that one. I think it would really be beneficial. But today we're piggybacking off of that and, and talking about failure. Um, a lot of fear uh, in life comes from the, the concept of I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't want to try, so I don't um, because I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. And we when we go through and talk about failure, failure is something that's I, I think can either drive us or completely debilitate us and keep us from moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about fear, we need to figure out how do I, instead of become debilitated and, and be at a point where I don't move and I'm paralyzed by it, how do I go from that or saying no to things because I'm afraid I'm going to fail? How do we go from that to actually moving forward and moving on from the thought of failing because I think it's important that to grow we need to be okay with the possibility of failing in in whatever we're doing whether it be personal life or professional life or um, starting new businesses or or just doing what God's telling us to do or we feel like God's telling us to do instead of saying no I can't do that um, we say, okay, you know what? I'm going to be bold here and I'm going to make change here mm-hmm. and I'm going to do what I feel like I'm being led to do. What, what is actually my purpose is what I'm going to fulfill rather than being afraid of failing at that. And I think there's a lot of people that have come and gone who have failed, but also succeeded. So, so how do we go from this point of f- failure, this point of really, um, being paralyzed and, and, and hindered and almost shackled by the thought of failing to actually um, succeeding because we don't look at that failure. Mm-hmm. So that's what, kind of what we're looking at today is how do we move from fear to actually doing? You know, I think if we're honest with each other and all of us that are listening, that if we are human beings on this planet and we attempt to do anything, failure is a very real possibility. Um, I'm one that's been paralyzed for a lot of years, uh, the fear of failing. We talked about fear last week, but my greatest fear was the fear of failing. I come from a a line of pretty successful family members. All my my family members are financially astute, uh, well-off. Some are millionaires. They're landholders they're business they've started businesses i chose to be a pastor which meant i went the way of uh poverty (laughs) (laughs) and maybe i thought that was holy and and you know i've asked myself when i work through stuff like did i choose that as a way not to worry about failing i mean there's no excuse i I was a pastor that's always my joke now that's why i don't have money because i was a pastor is that because i didn't want to try harder i was afraid of failing at, at some endeavor uh, one of my family members said, hey, let's let's do this. Let's try this. And I can tell you from a personal aspect, uh, I had to I had to put a meaning to failure. So the fear of failure wasn't just failing. It was what I would say to myself later if I failed, which is I'm just not good enough. I think that uh, or I was worried about what people would look at me and say. I think those two things drove me. Uh, 
I hate I hated to disappoint people. So if I didn't fail, I didn't disappoint people. Um, once you if you were if you were the the firstborn and the the golden child of the family and and everybody looked up to you as like just well everything you did was so great and you buy into that crap then you're afraid to fail and that would be mine too everybody talked about oh you were such a good kid and you never cried and and all these great uh, uh attributes given to me of all those growing up like that is a lot of pressure and i don't want to fail and ruin everybody's uh view <laughs> viewpoint of mine now you weren't a, no, a first child were you? you were the baby right yes isn't that same thing applied to the baby i think it's very similar yeah it, it's a uh, especially with my family because i came later um, I was five, almost six years after my si- my sister was the firstborn, and so uh, all all the things that were preconceived, I think about um, baby number one and baby number two, ha- had been kind of forgotten. And so uh, coming as, as baby number three, you're kind of um, you, you know my, both my my brother and sister had moved out by the time I was thirteen. And so mm. they were gone, and so I was the only one left. So I got a little bit more leeway in that yeah. in that regard. But yeah, I, I I think that a lot of things transcend there. So as a firstborn, when you fail, it's a no, no, no. And then when the baby fails, it it's always oh, isn't that cute. There's yeah. a little different. Yeah, I I think um, you know, I don't know. Looking back at it, I don't think failure was such a big issue for for. Um, in my family, like success and failure, it's like you didn't look at them as mm. as, as as I guess uh, under a microscope. You know, it is instead uh, if you fail, you fail. If you succeed, you succeed. You know, it's all kind of you know you, you try, I guess. And, yep. and But I would also say that yeah, it was in while that was kind of what was instilled in me. I was also afraid to fail. Yeah. Because. Um, and, and my 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 failure came from um, the, the the concept or my my fear of failure. Sorry, kind of came from the concept of well, people can do it better than me, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you know that that was I started a business back in 2010. That was social networking marketing, mm-hmm. and I, I actually did quite a good amount of business in the first year. But then I went to a conference and I look over at the booth next to me and I say, well, they do social network marketing too. Um, and they have an app to do it and they have all this crazy interface stuff to do it. And wow, they're way better than me. I'm just going to start pushing people to them instead of me because that's really <laughs> what they need. They don't need me. They need them. Yeah. And, and so that, that kind of hindered what I was, uh, basically that business going forward is I said, you know what is pe- people really don't need what I have to offer. They need that. It's the same thing as I start up this new business, um, you know, doing podcasting stuff is, well, I, I have a couple other friends who do podcasting for, for people mm-hmm. um, all over the country. And I look at them and I say, wow, they've been doing this for four years. I've been doing it for one. Um, you know, I may not know as much as them or I may not be as good as them. And then I, I say, you know what, though, it is I, I have some good things to offer to people that that other people don't don't know about. So I have to get past that fear yep. and actually do it instead. And so I think there's there there's fear um, because you feel like you may fail. There's fear, fear that, you know, you, you may fail because other people can do it better. And that's kind of where I've always dr- drived my fear of failure from is, well, other people are better than me. I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, it goes back to basketball in high school is, oh, that person is a better point guard than me. So, yeah. uh, you know, maybe I don't need to, to play basketball. And yeah. I had to get over that because, you know, I have something to offer to the team. Yeah. And, and so I need to figure out, 
not what they can do better, but how can I bring add value to this thing and, and, and try to succeed? So you might fail trying to copy them, but you have a unique set of gifts that you need to learn. If I concentrate on those as opposed to not meeting. And I think uh, there's an old Japanese proverb that says, uh, fail seven times, get up the eighth. I think there's really like it. uh, It's, I think close to what we were talking about in one of our uh, past podcasts when we talked about pain and suffering. It's not so much that you're going to have it. It's what do you do with it? I don't think failure is, uh, it's not a matter if we're going to have it or not. I, if you risk anything, if you try anything, you're, you have a great chance of failing. Failing isn't the key thing. It's what do you you do with it? So I think you we understand if we hook a different meaning to failure, uh, I was telling Jeremy off air, one of the guys, I don't like this man as a human being <laughs> too much. Mark Cuban, uh, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks and uh, just, I don't know, he's kind of arrogant, but he's been successful in business. And and he has a quote that I've written down and I, and I repeat quite often. He said, I, I love no's because every no gets me closer to a yes. And I'm like, even in his own way, that is brilliant. So uh, one or two no's in a row would tell another person that I'm a failure. And he says, those two no's get me closer to the yes. So I think like as we're talking about failure, we're really talking about it in the, in the sense of uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of d- does refine what the meaning of failure is. Well, I think that's important because um, I, I also think from, you know, a, a, a biblical perspective is being told no is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, from, from a Christian perspective, being told no is not a bad thing. Um, you know, if, if you, I don't know how many times I've seen it where people have said, I really want this job. I really want this job. They, they go for the job and they're, someone else is selected for the job. Yeah. But then they get, you know, their number three choices where they end up and it ends up being the best thing for them. You were talking about someone like that, um, a, a little bit ago who got fired from Intel. Yeah. Um, and when, when they got fired from Intel, it was like the worst thing ever. He was suicidal. Yeah. And then the perspective changed and and he did something else. And he got how a much new better job making probably about 18 to 20% more than Intel. And then he was able to say, getting fired from Intel wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, so it's not only hearing no, it's being shut down completely. It's being, you know, falling down completely is it, not a bad thing because it might set you off to the to the path that God wants you to be on mm-hmm. and so we need to look from that perspective as well as it's not it's not just from a business standpoint. yeah saying no gets you bet closer to the right answer saying no might get you closer to where God wants you you know that's a great point and so you know as you're sitting there talking I was thinking back a, a couple of podcasts ago when we were talking about understanding our purpose and our calling and if we're secure in that then it's really not failure as we're moving towards that um you know every great movies uh I'm not a I'm not a horror movie guy. I'm not really so much in action. I I don't need cars to explode and bombs to level a building. I I kind of like either true stories, biographies, uh, and I'm a kind of a sap for the uh, Hallmark love stories because I'm a I'm that kind of guy. But I love I love the stories like rags to riches kind of thing. And if you look through history, history is just littered with those kind of things. Um, I when I work with young athletes, I always refer to Michael Jordan, who was Michael Jordan, probably still to this day. And 
If you're a LeBron James fan out there, I need you to shut your radio off right or now. Or a Kobe fan. Or a Kobe, yeah. I don't think he has many of those. So not know. left, <laughs> no. And his wife's not one either of him. So. <laughs> but Michael Jordan was cut from his sophomore basketball team. And so that could have been devastating to where he could have said, I'm done. But his calling was to play ball, and he turned that failure into becoming one of the, probably the best basketball players on the planet. Uh, if you know Abraham Lincoln's resume, he failed in business. He failed as a lawyer. He ran for the House. He lost. He ran for the Senate twice and lost, yet became our 16th president of the United States. And some say maybe the greatest president we've ever had next to George Washington. Who knows? Uh, so those those failures w- weren't setbacks. I, so I think we have to redefine failure as it's not necessarily a setback. It's uh, It may be the greatest learning tool that we've ever been experienced and not everything is a success mm-hmm. or a failure. You, you know, it may be just something that you learn from it that, that propels you into the next place that you're supposed to succeed. So I think adding that perspective is huge. You know, and, and not to over-spiritualize something, but one of the things that we look at when we look at Scripture from a macro view is that God is uh, desirous and amazing at at turning failures into success or as bible says you know ashes into beauty and that's what he do, what he does and i think uh in the human experience sometimes we need failures to humble us so therefore failure is if it's a needed thing it's it's neither a success or a failure it's a great learning piece of our journey that we're on so i think it's it's how do we, when we look at failure, we have to give it the kind of definition that doesn't make it debilitating or or we internalize it. We talked on our last conversation uh, last week about personalization as a form of fear that is a cognitive uh, brain funk that ruins us. So if I look at failure, and maybe it's just a term, maybe the term failure has all these ideas hooked to it, but when I look at not succeeding, I have to look at it in a lot of I have to look in a lot of ways. The first one is I got to realize that there's a worthwhileness in everything, which means my success. I don't know how many times I've thought I was working towards something. Uh, I was driving up to camp a couple of weeks ago and I had to speak four times in 19 hours and I knew what I wanted to say. And as I got about a, oh, an hour from camp, I realized that doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> I can't do that. And and it, on the ride there, God placed something else in my head that was all him and zero me. And that's probably why it was successful. Not everything we deem as a success is a success and not everything that we identify as a failure is a failure. I think that's the number one. Number two is I think we have to learn not to listen to people because there are those that are waiting for us to fail and they want to rub our nose in it because it makes them feel better. They get some significance out of feeling better. And I think that was a driving force for me, hating failure. I didn't want to hear people say I was a failure. You might call that pride. I'm, I might agree with that. So we have to ignore those who want to rub failure in our, in our nose in it and just say, you know, this may be serving a, a greater purpose. So I think the other thing we learn is that uh, success leaves clues, and sometimes those clues don't become apparent uh, and until we have failed at something or not achieved the very thing we're looking at. Uh, I think we need to look as, as it a chance to face down our fears too. I, the biggest growth is when you face your fears. Uh, so Jeremy, in the last podcast, 
he he uh, gave a shout out to Jersey Shore, so I'm going to go one lower and go Monsters Inc. That'll tell you the difference between Jeremy and I. But you remember, if you have a child or you are a child and you watched Monsters Inc., you remember that the little girl would lay in bed, and and the fear of what was in the closet was horrible until she opened it and realized it was just a big fluffy blue monster. And I think that's what we do to failure. Sometimes we give it much more power than it really it really has or deserves. And once we face our fears, uh, that, that's when real growth comes. I, I'm trying to remember a time, and jump in, Jeremy, if you could think of a time. I'm trying to remember a time when I really faced my fears. I, I, if I was to think of one, I would think of, like, when I was in high school, you would never believe this now, but I was, I was so shy that if you asked me to stand in front of a crowd and talk, I would melt into a big pile of goo. Mm-hmm. I would ditch every day that I knew there was an oral report due. Uh, I've since conquered that, as you might have noticed. But the, the day that I stood up and I decided two things. It's oral report day. I'm going to face this fear. And I learned something really brilliant. I'm going to go first. And the beauty of that is if you go first, no one's really paying attention because they're all looking at their report. If you go last because you're afraid, uh, then everybody's done. And now they're relaxed. All their attention's on you. So the day I stood up, I remember what class it was, Mesa High School. Uh, jackrabbits, a really scary mascot, I know, jackrabbits. I stood up in, in a class, in combined class, and gave an oral report, and that was the first time I realized I faced this fear. Do you, do you have any, Jeremy, that you could, uh, you yeah. faced it, you stood up to it? Yeah, somewhere in uh, the 1999-2000 era, I remember uh, being at uh, at church and doing wor- praise and worship for youth group, and uh, I don't remember if it was Bob or you uh, came to me and said, "Hey, uh, the singer's not there. You're on." <laughs> <laughs> and while I love to uh, yes. lo- love to sing by myself, uh, that was not in my DNA to do that in front of someone else because mm-hmm. uh, it's just not something I want to do. I mean, again, comparing myself to others, right? Is oh, this person can do it much mm-hmm. better than I could, or this and that. Um, I was kind of thrust into it, and when uh, being thrust into it, then I realized, okay, hey, I can do this. Yeah. Um, you know, I may not be the best at it, but I can do it. And so that, that spurred me on for what another, you know, five, 10 years of, of having some great times of worship, some great times of leading people, writing your own songs. Yeah. Writing my own songs and, and, and sharing them. I've always written my own songs, but sharing them was just really Mm -hmm. not something that I had uh, the desire to do because what if people don't like it? What if people don't feel the same way that I do about it? What if, um, it's a colossal failure, you know? <laughs> um, but, um, I, and I was talking to a buddy about this just the other day is for me, worship became, okay, I'm going to worship. I'm going to sing these songs. And, uh, if you want to sing along, cool. Um, so it became, it went from being in, in fear of failing, uh, being in fear of what did people think about me, uh, to, I'm just going to do this. And if you guys want to show up, cool. If not, okay. That's cool too. Um, so I did, uh, that mindset shifted after being kind of thrust into uh, this is what I had to do that morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if we all made a list of what we considered our our biggest failures to date, and then look back and when I faced them or I chose to look at it as a learning experience, I bet we'd all say 
it's because of those failures. You know, successes make us comfortable. I think we kind of slide by when we have uh, routine successes over and over. Failure keeps us alive. I always say that about pain. Uh, when you don't have pain, you can kind of get lulled to sleep. Pain shows you that you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think failure does the same thing. So uh, an interesting little thing you might want to try at home is make a list of what someone said was a failure or you felt was a failure. How did you stand up to it? How did you face it? What is the result? What did you learn from that? I think that'll change your whole perspective on it. And and a lot of times it was the failure that got you to the place where God could actually use you. Uh, we were just talking off air. Uh, one of the greatest examples of that is you know, Jesus said, I'm going to be crucified. And Peter said, no, you're not. I'm not, you're not going anywhere. No one's going to hurt you. I'll be with you forever. And Jesus said, no, you're going to, you're going to betray me. And he said, I won't, I'll die with you. Uh, you know, cock-a-doodle-doo three times. And he, he ran away probably in shame and guilt. Yet God uh, used him in a great way. In fact, I love the verse. I can't remember which one of the gospels it is, but when, uh, Mary ran to the tomb. The first thing he says, go tell Peter. I thought, isn't that interesting that he singled Peter out? You know what, Peter, you didn't fail. Now you got to the place where I can use you. And I think if we could, if we could reframe some of our failures into God, here's what I learned. Hey, I learned I need you. I I learned I failed when I stepped outside of your purpose for me or your, uh, your protection and your covering. That's where the failing was. So it's really an interesting exercise if you do it and uh, watch how God can take those uh, failures and turn them into beautiful things. And I think one of the biggest components of that story about Peter is he wouldn't have learned all of, the, of God, what God had intended had he not failed. So I think failing, you have to, re, again, reposition yourself to where mm-hmm. you say, what did I learn from this failure uh, and not focus the, on the fear of failure because if, you, if you're in this place where you don't move, when you fail, you learn from it. You mm-hmm. learn what what is some either something about yourself or something about the process that propels you again forward into a, something new that you can utilize that for. Um, but I think as I look at Peter, you know, he, as he probably feels like he failed and he's down on himself, um, God says, you know what, I I'm using you in this way that you had to learn this for, mm-hmm. um, for for my purposes. And I think that that that's what's good about. Failure. The other thing is, is, you know, failure is something we need to get over. We need to get over it so that we can have that same, same kind of drive there as, as with what happened with Peter, that he had to learn something. We need to get over failure so that we can learn so that we can can succeed more in life. Um, Some of the sweetest successes that I've had in life um, have been because I have either been thrust into something or I've propelled myself into something that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm Um, you know, and, and I think that's very important that we continue to propel ourselves into possible failure so that we can learn from those things, that we rethink the thought of failure and instead we look at it as a possible success or a possible learning possibility rather than a possible failure and not being afraid that that might happen, that you might fall down, that you might um, get get shaken up a little bit, but but instead looking at it and reframing it from a point that you can actually make uh, a, a difference in another way because of this failure. Like, yep. um, you know, like Thomas Edison, for instance, we didn't bring him up. Thomas Edison, how many times did he fail at, at making electricity? Yep. But he, he looked at it as I failed 900 and something times um, o- only to succeed this one time. Or it took, what, what was the quote? It was, 
I found 900 different ways not, not to do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, that's and, a great mindset. And, and that's a great mindset to have is, is you keep trying. And how many times he had to try and try and try because he knew what he was passionate about. He knew what he wanted to, mm-hmm. to do. He knew what what the purpose of this all was and it, and the need for it. And he just kept on going, kept on moving, kept on. Didn't let these failures debilitate him and stop him from from coming up with what he knew he could achieve. And so I think that that's another thing that we need to think of is, is don't let these bumps in the road that failures are, don't let these, these, uh, these hills in front of us, uh, deter us from and deny us and, and, and make us turn back away from what we feel like we're supposed to be purposed for and what we're supposed to be uh, doing in our lives. No, I think failure is the vehicle fear uses to paralyze us. And I don't think it's an accident that the most oft used command oft, uh, who talks in King James language anymore? That's how I grew up. The most often used uh, command in scripture, 365 times God says, thou shalt do not be afraid. Uh, interesting, 365. He gives us one a day, one a day for the whole year of how not to let fear, uh, whether it's the fear caused by failure or fear caused by other things, not to let it stop us. And we let we let failure uh, be driven by our fear. And it keeps us, as you said, Jeremy, going where God wants us to go. And we didn't f- reframe that failure as a learning. We reframed, we reframed it as something negative when it might've been a positive all along. Yeah. And I think what you just said, just reminded me of something is I think we need to keep in mind as we're going through failure is do not be afraid for I am with you till the Mm. end of the age. That's what God says to his people is don't be afraid. I'm here. I am with you. And so as we move from fear to trusting that God is there, that he has the best intentions for us, that he knows the outcome of what you're going to go through and that he has positioned you in the place and has given you the drive to do it, Mm -hmm. um, that you can dispel fear just in knowing that and reframing in that way as well. So we hope that this talk, this conversation has helped anyone who's in fear of, of failing anyone who's in fear of, of not moving forward because of what might happen. Um, Maybe that's you. Maybe it's someone you know and you want to share it with them. Um, we hope that in any way, shape, or form that this gets out to the people that need to hear it. Um, and I think that is uh, something that we need to be reminded of, too. So it's reminded me of not not being in fear of failure um, and, and just continuing to move forward. And I think that's the most important thing is because mm-hmm. God wants us to be the best versions of ourselves. He wants us to be used in the most mighty of ways for his purposes, and when we let fear be introduced into this, uh, it really keeps us from being able to live those things out. Yep. So um, hopefully that you have you have um, heard what you need to hear today. And if not, uh, maybe uh, you need to share it with someone, too, um, because, you know, someone going through it. But in, in any case, we just hope that this was fruitful, that it was that it was helpful and that um, hopefully um, lives can be changed because of it. Um, if you want to get a hold of us and, and ask us any other questions uh, about this topic or something that you're going through, uh, you can do that in a multitude of ways, uh, mostly on our social networking platforms, Facebook and Instagram, which is at RP Podcast, and then Twitter, which is at the RP Podcast. Um, you can also listen to any of the uh, podcasts that we just talked about 
um, the former podcast, any future podcasts at rppodcast.com uh, backslash podcast. And you can hear them all there. Um, but in any case, we hope that you enjoyed today. Um, we're so glad that you're here, that you're listening. And uh, we just hope that this week is a great week for you and that uh, you don't let fear of failure uh, ruin it or displace you or keep you from moving. And uh, hopefully that you keep on moving, keep on becoming the person that God wants you to be. So thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time.